0: Well, every year, about around about this time, there's an event in Sydney that actually is quite significant in terms of travel writers. It's called the International Media Marketplace. Now, it's not a cattle parade where all the media get bought and sold, but it is an event where uh, they can efficiently exchange information, look at opportunities for stories from both perspectives, from the side of the public relations firm and on behalf of their client. And from the journalist's point of view, they can get to see a whole bunch of these people at one time. Now, our uh, reporter in Sydney, Mike Smith, went or has gone to the international media marketplace for a few years. I've been there uh, once and enjoyed it. But Mike was here again this year, and I thought we'd talk to him just to give the listeners a little bit of a behind-the-scenes as to how the whole process works. Mike, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks, Graham. I hope you're doing well down in sunny Melbourne.
0: Yes, we've have it, we're having a, a sunny day or two this week, so that's nice.
1: That's Mike, good.
0: so you went to this event. Last time I went, it was in the old railway sheds there that, that had been beautifully refurbished, but I, I gather it's gone up market and it's gone to the International Convention Centre.
1: It certainly has, and it, this year it attracted a record 150 travel industry people to sit down and speak to the writers here in Australia, and in fact, it's the twelfth event they've had since Nick Whalen started them up. Nick Whalen from Trav Media started it up back in the uh, 2000s, early 2000s. It's a fantastic event. It's it's a case of speed date speed dating where you go from from chair to chair and you're allowed 15 minutes to chat to somebody from a hotel or a tourism body and find out the latest. Um, Latest um, details on what to see and in, and in, in what's happening at their hotel or what's right. happening in their um, their neck of the woods.
0: Now it's free to attend well, for journalists, but they have to qualify.
1: Yes, they have to qualify. They go through a stringent system. You know, it's a case of how many, how big your audience is. Who do you write for? Um, in fact, it uh, it goes across a wide spectrum. Now, it uh, it includes broadcasters as as, well, as uh, like I'm, you and I.
0: I'm pleased to hear that because <laughs> the year I went broadcasters were sort of like second bananas, to be honest, but I gather that the appeal of the radio programs and podcasts like ours is actually starting to catch on, which is great. Yeah,
1: Yes, uh, and, and, and influencers as well, they're, they're playing a big role as well.
0: Uh, so are influencers in, able to attend?
1: Yes, if they meet the criteria, if they've got a big enough audience and they, they reach the right audience, okay. uh, yes, they're allowed to attend as, attend as well. Right. but um, it all Nick Whalen's historian himself I mean he created this uh, Trav Media back in 1999 um, he want, he was a travel editor as well for the Wentworth Courier in Sydney's eastern suburbs and he wanted a, an easier one stop spot where you could pick up press releases and which appealed to the PRs so the PRs were able to put those press releases on his site Trav Media and eventually it, it grew from there and today for the 12th year, he's held an international media marketplace under the one roof. But he also
0: try- does it overseas, doesn't he?
1: Oh, yes, yes. He's He's got an IMM coming up in Singapore and Germany, uh, France, um, North America and New York, which is a very big one, and mm. the UK, the London one is a, is a huge one as well, which so I think is the next one. So he virtually
0: travels the world, um, sort of marrying travel journalists with PRP. <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. He actually... He told me um, during the week that they've actually got a a crowd media community now of about 50,000 when you think of all the uh, industry people as well as the travel writers all getting together. And that's that's incredible. Uh, I mean, he embarked on this journey back in 1999. And look at it now. And he's got a very good team, not only in Australia, but uh, abroad as well, who, who actually put all this together.
0: Okay. So the 150 industry people, how many journos roughly were there?
1: Oh, over 200. Okay. 200 journos in Sydney alone. So, and I believe the uh, New York and the London um, uh, IMMs are very, very big, are bigger than this this, this one. This oh. was the biggest he's ever held in, in the 12 in, in years. In Australia? Yeah. In Australia, yes. Okay.
0: Well, we, uh, look, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the visit that I made. The reason I didn't go this year is because we had about half a dozen of our team members there in their own right anyway. And I thought... Well, I'm only going to get in the way. Uh, they're there; uh, they've got commissions from various publications, and and uh, they uh, do the podcast with us. So uh, why why should I sort of steal a place at a, at a table when the journo's themselves? I mean, I am a journo, but um, you know, I I spend more time. Doing editing and things of radio uh, broadcast these days, and I do actively uh, actively out there chasing stories so um, but I've spoken to a few of them who were there and they had a very very good time there was a you didn't go to the day before which there was a sort of a forum on,
1: wasn't there yeah there was a summit basically talking about the the current scene as far as the trouble writing side of things is concerned, and they had Richard quest the CNN international correspondent right. has been around for many years as right. the keynote speak- speaker, and that proved to be a, a huge success and, again, they had the same audience of about 450, 500 people for that. Wow, wow, but, I mean, wow. uh, it sounds like your empire is growing as quickly as um, as Nick Whalen's.
0: Oh, I don't think we're anywhere in the same <laughs> league, to be honest with you, Mike. But, uh, look, it, it's I think, you know, I wonder if they talked about AI and its impact on journalism because clearly that's something that is that, that looms as a bit of a threat to us especially if there are publishers out there who really don't care that much that uh, the material that they've got has been generated by a computer not necessarily by a human but i think the beauty about broadcast is it's pretty hard uh, to fake an interview you can get i could give a script to an avatar and have them read our news, for example. Now, I don't do that, but um, I think it would be very difficult to get an avatar to interview a, uh, a person in, in the industry, which is what we, what we do, as you know.
1: That, that's right. It, AI, AI certainly did get a lot of mention during the summit, apparently. There were the pros, there were the cons, there was a whole host. They went across a whole host of uh, uh, discussion and uh, argument but one thing I liked about the media marketplace, it's face to face. Face to face. You're actually meeting people in the flesh, and this is your big chance to get there out of the one roof to, to meet the people. I mean, I've, I met people from the Hong Kong Tourism Board right through to the various hotels in Sydney, like the, uh, uh, the Sofitel and uh, Darling Harbour, and, and even um, the people from Bridge Climb, Sydney Bridge Climb, yep. and, and cruise companies. I got to see them face to face, and and try to find from them what do you, what do you need in um, in a story? What 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 are the big things that are happening this year that we should know about? That journalists should know about. Yeah. And then yeah. with the chance of following that through, and and everybody's talking about AI, but. Nothing beats the the old face to face, the handshake, and uh, the sit down and talk about um, uh, the future, what, what what lies ahead, and uh, and various things like that. So, AI has its place, but I think the nothing beats the uh, the face to face communication.
0: Wearing out the shoe leather, we used to
1: say. You're uh, wearing out the, the shoe leather, go. exactly, you know, exactly, it be exactly. Shoe leather
0: these days is probably plastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, what countries were represented there? Uh, what foreign countries were represented?
1: Well, yeah, you had Canada, uh, America, and the various regional parts of America were represented. Uh, we had Japan and Nagano. Our good friend Helen Wong is now representing uh, Nagano, oh, okay. which she is used a very, very China. Very, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She. Um, She recognizes that as a number one destination for Australians, especially for the ski fields and also the snow monkeys, so that was well represented. So the various parts of the USA, you had Singapore, uh, Austria, uh, Spain, you could go on forever. They had all these international uh, tourism bodies and representation there. Uh, as well as a lot of domestic product.
0: Hmm. And, so you've uh, worked on both sides of the fence in, in travel, Mike, both as a writer and editor and also uh, in, in public relations. Um, from a PR perspective, uh, how, do, how do you feel about it? Um, is this just a, a good use of time? Um, what, what do the industry say about the way that Nick's put this together?
1: it's a great use of time in fact i when i was working for the macau government tourism office i was on the other side and we got great benefit from the uh, from the meetings with the with the journalists in fact my next uh, when i organized another trip to macau um five the five people who went on that trip i met at the immm so it was great value for the public relations side but yeah. At the same time, is a great value for the writers. So those five writers had they not met me at the at the stand, um, the trip wouldn't have happened. So um, it's great benefits on both sides.
0: Mm. I had the Macau people in Melbourne uh, prior to IMM at AIM. AIM is a trade show around the business events, the meetings industry market, which is an area of travel writing that I specialise in. Um, so, yeah, I caught up with Donna Campbell and the team from, uh, from Macau. And uh, I mean, it's big news up there. They're going to put in another 15,000 seat convention centre at the Venetian, uh, which is <laughs>
1: never, unbelievable, really. And it, it, it never ends. No? I, I, you know, did you get lost in the Venetian? I did. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I was desperately looking around for a window to work out what time it was. And, and uh, I, I just went round and round and hurdy-gurdy. It
1: was looking, looking for a ride on the gondola. The exit, yeah.
0: The gondola wasn't taking me back to my hotel, so uh, that was yeah. uh, that was fascinating. So, um, and and from your perspective, Mike, as a as a writer now and a broadcaster with us, um, were there some interesting stories available there?
1: Oh, there's great um, stories. Uh, for instance, the Sofitel Wentworth, you know that iconic hotel in Sydney. It's been closed. Yep. It's been closed for some time that's going to reopen in september this year so um, i can't wait to see the refurbed version of the old wentworth which was looking a little bit tired when it's a heritage it listed
0: building now isn't it
1: yeah, absolutely it was a, it was australia's first five-star hotel yeah so no, i
0: used to stay there when i was working i think with brw in yeah. sydney i used to stay there and uh i actually caught up with some of them um, from the sales side in Melbourne at at the event that I had attended, which was on the – well, Sunday through to Wednesday. And then uh, IMM was Thursday, Friday last week, wasn't it?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And And you caught up with a few of our radio colleagues, Helen Hayes and Carolyn Jasinski and Carmen Jenner.
1: Yes, yes, they're all there. Um, Carmen was still talking about our recent trip. Yeah, it was a good Um, trip. so it was, a, it was a it was a good time good time to network not only with the um, with the trade but also with the other journalists to find yes. out what yeah. they're doing and and what, what what their plans are for the next twelve months or in in some travel writers' um, words the next two weeks yeah <laughs> well not, they, they don't work that far ahead
0: well Helen's shot off to South Africa, <laughs> Carolyn's wandering around a cane field in Mackay. <laughs> Uh, so you know they are not the grass is not growing under either of their feet, uh, yeah. but I think the it, it, you make an interesting point about catching up with the other journos because they talk about the loneliness of the long distance runner. The same is true of the long distance writer.
1: Yes, uh,
0: often we're away on our own, um, mm. without certainly without a partner. And uh, I mean, I do a, a fair few of these things solo, but I do go on some familiarizations as you and i did to macau um i'm going uh shortly i'm going to ballarat that's an exciting destination for me yes um but i but i'm the only journalist going and uh, i'll be there with a group of of uh, meeting planners and those who uh, who organize meetings on behalf of either companies or associations So that will be uh, interesting. And then later in the month, I'm going to Perth. Again, I'm the only journalist going, but there are a few on the buyer's side, as we say. Um, Yes. So, you know, I I guess I'm out there, but I enjoy actually going on those things where there are people from the um, other side, so to speak, the people who pay the money for these events and... uh, want to see good value they ask good questions too and i can get a sense of where the market's at by the questions that they ask the hotels and they're often different questions from what you and i would want to know Exactly,
1: exactly, uh, and it, 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 it helps in uh, you getting a good story, putting a good story together as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: but I, I, you know, my plans now are well and truly underway because of the people I met at the uh, at the media marketplace. Okay. You know, and one that stood out was Ultimate Winery Experience experiences. Yeah. It's a company that works in line with Tourism Australia to promote. Um, a number of wineries and wine regions, plus the experiences that go with those um, those areas, and I found that quite interesting. So I could be heading down your neck of the woods uh, oh, in the next few weeks I'll to uh, sample the wines down in the uh, in the Yarra Valley. So I suppose
0: um, um, just to quickly sum up the the sorts of people you can expect as a journalist to encounter at something like IMM, and similarly mm. at the at the AIM show, you've you've got hotels. You've yes. got destinations, both uh, domestic, in other words, you know, Victorian or New South Wales, and then other national destinations. They're there. They're keen. Port Douglas always wants to tell its story uh, about, you know, why come and visit us for whatever reason. Then you've got our Asia-Pacific uh, neighbours. They are destinations in their own right. Sometimes it's a country. Sometimes it's a city-state like city, uh, yes. like Singapore, and sometimes it's just a city like Shanghai. They want to stand yes. out from the rest of mainland China by singing the Shanghai song, um, <laughs> or, or might be Tokyo, who yes. were, who were in Melbourne and were were uh, telling their own particular story, and then Korea was a a, a destination that covered everywhere on the uh, on the peninsula um, except the north of course with South Korea yes uh, and then you've got people who provide various levels of service to the industry yes. you know, exactly from food and wine to organizational services in terms of putting a meeting on and I suppose from your perspective they might be a transport company ferrying tourists around an area so there's a whole range, really, isn't there? It's almost that goes the whole society itself.
1: Yes, and and of course the experiences that can go uh, come with a holiday. Uh, for instance, the scenic world up in the Blue Mountains. That's a that's a an experience that um, is well and truly growing day by day. In fact, you can get catch the Skyway now and have a chance to climb on top of the roof, harnessed as well, like typical like um, bridge climb yeah and and have a mocktail up there and look over the va- look over the uh, look over the valley oh. so that's and that's every thursday and saturday from 4 p.m. Okay. of course you got to you got to arrange that right. um, and um, the voyages indigenous tourism out at uh, Ayers rock resort they're going to send up 1000 drones in May to um, put in another performance out oh, yeah, in the middle, in the heart they of
0: Australia. They look fantastic, don't
1: they? Travel writer Mike Smith attended
0: Trav Media's biggest ever international media marketplace in Sydney last week and afterwards he spoke with Graham Kemlow. This is the Travel Writer Show on Jair 88 fm in Melbourne.